Uh, hi, my name is Jack Kai. Hi, my name is Kieran Behan. Hi, I'm Kevin Lee from Human Coded, and you're listening to the Parody Podcast. Parody Podcast. Parody Podcast. The Parody Podcast. You're listening to the Parody Podcast, brought to you by your hosts, Mitch Creighton and Jan McGinley. Hey guys, and welcome to this month's episode of the Parody Podcast. We've got a lot to talk about in this episode, including new cubes, the Red Bull World Cup, Rubik's is actually great now, and then an interview with one of the best cubing YouTubers right now, Cubehead. We'll finish off with the game of True or False, and that's the episode. Enjoy. Hey, yo, it's Cubehead here. Hi, my name is Jack Kai. Hi, my name is Kieran Behan. Hi, I'm Kevin Lee from Cubing Coded, and you're listening to the Parody Podcast. Parody Podcast. Parody Podcast. The Parody Podcast. You're listening to the Parody Podcast, brought to you by your hosts, Mitch Creighton and Jan McGinley. Hey guys, and welcome to this month's episode of the Parody Podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in to these episodes. We really appreciate and the support has been great. Like, we've had a lot of growth lately, and we just want to thank you guys for supporting us. Yeah, it's been really wonderful, and it's really supported our journey. It's really supported our journey to become the number one cubing podcast and ultimately world domination. So we really appreciate that. All right, let's just get into the episode. And as always, we will start off with comp news no wait there still is no comps and we haven't had that segment yet so let's just get into new cubes i guess we could start off with the chi clock okay recently we've had a breakthrough in clocks we obviously have the chi clock and we also have the shengshao magnetic clock so uh chi just released the clock that's been long anticipated how what are your thoughts mitch i think it looks great it has a very big price tag on it so it better be good also, it's non-magnetic, so that's kind of interesting as well. Uh, but obviously, I am a big fan of the clock event. I know some people aren't, but I do quite enjoy solving a good clock every now and again. And so I'm really excited to see this cube. And I think this puzzle in particular, but also the magnetic one uh, last month or something, coming uh, has just really breathe back life into the event in general and it's just been really good for the event in terms of the cube in general uh we haven't seen many looks at it but it does look pretty nice and stuff i think it's still only available for pre-order on most places but i mean you know i like the look of it i'll probably end up picking it up and i think it looks really nice i can't wait to see it yeah i definitely agree with you mitch one thing that really did get me was obviously it's non-magnetic like the hefty price tag it's like it's something like 50 bucks it's not even magnetic yeah. like this yeah clock it is better be good $14. it's literally 14 dollars the magnetic one and this one's not even magnetic but i hope that the performance definitely makes up for it oh yeah i mean like if you think about it with clocks and stuff if you put a bit of time and effort into making a good one then you could make a really, really good clock. So I hope that this Chi clock is that really, really good clock. Yeah, exactly. And um, I'm personally probably just going to get the Shengxiao clock because uh, that's magnetic and $14 as I don't have a clock already. I just want something reliable. I'm not going to take clock that seriously. Just want to do it and learn how to solve it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Another cube that has been highly anticipated this month is the MGC 7x7. This is the last uh, cube in the MGC line for the N by N events. Uh, recently, YJ has been releasing cubes from like all the way through from 2x2 two two to 7x7 seven seven in the N by N events. And all of these cubes look absolutely amazing. I cannot wait to have a look at this uh, 
seven by seven. Some of the looks at it look really, really nice. It looks so amazing, as typical with all the other MGC puzzles. I'm really excited to get my hands on this. Yeah, exactly. I'm so hyped as well. Yeah, I'm YJ has had such a breakthrough recently, and I'm just so happy that YJ's finally released a magnetic 7x7. Obviously, they had the budget magnetic line, but this is more premium, and I'd really like to see how it goes. Obviously, Ting Man made a great video on the 7x7, so I highly recommend you check that out. Now, let's get on with the next cube. Now, obviously, you know, obviously one of the most popular cubes of all time, the Yushin Little Magic 3x3, now comes factory magnetized. I'm so hyped for this. Oh, yeah. Uh, first looks at it, it looks quite similar to the new, ah, uh, sorry, to the previous Little Magic M, uh, Little Magic, sorry, just a few little minor improvements, and of course, it's factory magnetized now. I think this was sort of a response to all the incredible budget cubes we've seen so far this year in the RS3M 2020 and GEMS. It looks like an amazing cube, and I'm really excited to see how it can compare with the MS and RS3M 2020. Yeah, I just want to see how an uh, older cube can actually compete with magnets. Obviously, this has been such an amazing puzzle, so we just have to see how Yushin goes. I think there's a little bit of tweaks and performances to it, so I hope it does compete with the 2020 cubes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, the Little Magic was, I think, the most popular cube of all time, so this is quite exciting. Next cube is the Chiyi Chidi uh, 2x2W. Uh, this seems to be a thing that she are doing with their budget lines, is just adding a W on the end and just doing a few upgrades. This, of course, is the successor to the popular Chiyi Chidi 2 battle. Uh, it looks quite similar, really, but it, I'm quite, uh, impressed with the first looks of this. It looks quite good. Yeah, I'm so hyped as well. I can't wait. Uh, another cube is the biggest speed cube ever mass-produced, and that is the Shengsha 19x19. Wow, is that a cube? Wow, that's amazing. This thing is an absolute giant. It's quite funny. Yeah, and I'm just so surprised. Like, the technology in cubing, like, to think about it, in the 1980s, they would never have thought to get a 19 by 19. Like, I have trouble putting together a 4 by 4, and this is a 19 by 19. Like, yeah, exactly. You wouldn't want to pop that. Pop? Yeah, definitely not, and it would be a very expensive pop. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think that my 5x5 five five is big, let alone a 19x19. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I just think that that's a great advancement for cubing hardware, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It makes me really excited for what we can achieve later. We've also got the Alhoon WRM Megaminx. This is, of course, the revamped version of Moe's flagship Megaminx, the Moe Alhoon. This, obviously, is a transit they've been doing recently is just revamping the cubes and adding WRM on the end, or more recently, WRM 2020. But they haven't done a WRM of the Alhun, so here it is. I dare say we'll have an Alhun WRM 2021 very soon as well. Uh, whoever ends up editing this, probably me, make sure you clip that and we'll replay that when that comes back. But uh, the first look at, at this looks really nice. I quite enjoy the look of that. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, like, Mega Minxes, they've just evolved really quickly, and obviously oh, we yeah. have things like YJ Budget magnet, uh, Magnetic Mega Minx, and obviously the MGC. Uh, they've been dominating, I think, in the Mega, Mega Minx line. Obviously, we also have the Gan Mega Minx, but uh, I just want to see how Moe can compete, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, exactly. I've been really getting into Megaminx recently with the YJ Megaminx. Uh, and yeah, the Megaminx market has become really competitive recently. And we see some really good cubes come to that. So I'm quite interested to see how people stack up the Moyu Megaminx. And yeah, I'm quite interested in it. Yes, yeah, same. Also, we've got the Chi Meng Plus, and I think this is the biggest factory, ma- uh, not magnetized, factory produced 3x3. Am I correct? You are. Uh, I'm pretty sure you are. This is the biggest meme of cubing of the year so far. Um, I really like the look of this. It actually looks like it turns super duper well. It's nine centimeters. Um, it's really really cool obviously we have that uh like i think it's 24 centimeter one uh that we see laser monkey doing like nine second solves on quite a bit but this one looks really really cool it looks like it's pretty much the same as a normal cube just made bigger so it's got all the same hardware and all that sort of stuff as a regular cube i am quite fascinated by this if i do say so myself yeah, and I'm also wondering, how's the performance for its size? Like, what times do you think you could get near your similar times, do you think? It'd take practice, but I dare say you might be able to. And I wonder if it's an advantage as well. I'm not quite sure. It'll be interesting to see. And whether you can actually use this at a comp. That'll be the main thing. Because I think if you can use this at a comp, then using a Chi Meng Plus at a comp will be the next will be the biggest cubing meme. Forget using huh. VCuber Rubik's Band at a comp. Using a Chi Meng Plus at a comp will be the biggest meme. Imagine having to, like, put that in the cup. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, I might even consider doing that just for fun, you know what I mean? I was also considering, like, even, like, using the GAN uh, 330, but, like, obviously it's not comp legal. No, unfortunately. Hopefully that's not the case with this one. I'm not quite sure. If any of yeah. you guys know, just DM us on Instagram and tell us. I'd be quite interested in knowing that. Yeah, same. Okay, now for our sponsors. Thank you so much to the following. Harry Daniels, Kathleen, and Cubing Madness. If you would like a shout-out in our next episode, go check out go check out our Patreon. Yes, that, this doesn't have to be, like, just your name. You could also shout-out your YouTube channel as well. Cubing Madness has a YouTube channel, we forgot to say that. So go subscribe to him. This is a great way to get word out about something that you've got going on. Uh, Like maybe, I don't know, maybe you're organizing an online competition or your own YouTube channel. Make sure you go check us out on Patreon and buy an option, a sponsorship. Yeah, exactly. And even if you want to get the three US dollar one, you can promote maybe a 15 second out of your YouTube channel, your Instagram. Yeah, as Mitch said, an online cubing comp, like there's options here. We have lots of listeners right now, so it's a good time to come. Yeah, maybe even a Discord server, I don't know. Okay, just before we get back to the actual podcast, we just want to say a huge congratulations to good friend of the show, Kevin Lee, otherwise known as QB Encoded. I'm pretty sure all of you guys know now that he recently hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is such a huge milestone. So Kevin, if you're listening, huge congratulations. You totally deserve this. Well done. Yeah, exactly. And thanks so much for coming on our show, obviously. Uh, if you want to come on again, we'll be more than happy to have you on one day. But uh, yeah, thanks so much and congratulations. We're really proud of you. All right. Okay, let's talk about uh, one of the biggest events in cubing at the moment, and that is the Rubik's World Cup. Jan, take us away. 
Yeah, exactly. So I've actually looked into this and I found there's a few things on it. Firstly, there's two cubes that you need to actually enter into the competition. There's the new Rubik's Smart Cube, obviously that just came out recently, and there's the Go Cube. You can buy these both on the Rubik's official uh, Red Bull uh, website, and they both start at one of them $60, the other's $50, and the Rubik's one is $50. Now that's quite expensive for a Rubik's Smart Cube, and the performance is nowhere near as good as the GAN I. I'm a bit sad that the GAN one wasn't allowed as... You know, GAN make the best smart cube, in my opinion. And I think that would have given an advantage to someone like Felix. Uh, but yeah, they chose GoCube. And GoCubes, they're not that bad. But uh, if you want to enter, I think all you need to do is buy a cube. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really good for the community as it gives anyone an opportunity. Yeah, it's super, super cool. I mean, obviously, in previous years, we've had the Rubik's red bull world cup at a live venue which you had to go participate but i believe that this one is an online one now where you just need one of those cubes and that's super duper cool anyone can participate all around the world uh yeah, exactly. i'm really fascinated by this it gives anyone a chance really yeah but unfortunately the cubes are quite expensive like uh you have to pay a hundred like 50 bucks or something plus shipping or whatever like that's quite yeah, pricey just rip. to end- yeah, and I think that's good marketing for Rubik's, their actual brand, as they force you to buy one of their cubes in order to compete. So really, it's just a marketing strategy. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, you do get a pretty cool smart cube, or if you already have it, then you get to compete in the World Cup. I don't know, yeah, exactly. it's pretty cool. And talking about Rubik's, obviously there's been controversies and drama about Rubik's in the past, but I think Rubik's is coming good now, don't you think? Oh yeah, I, I was just gonna lead into that actually rubik's is a good brand now uh obviously we've seen over the past couple of months uh they've had a new uh switch around with their leadership they've got some new people in charge now who are doing really well so they've got some ambassadors uh so different cubers all around the world who they sent all their new products to uh for them to review so they've got so many like new and awesome puzzles and everything designed to help uh, like promote the Cuban community and stuff and it's really really cool Rubik's in the past has always been that bad guy sitting in the corner almost wanting to destroy what it created I guess you could say but uh it's really really good now and it's really great to see what Rubik's are doing for the Cuban community and helping to grow it uh to people who don't really know what it's about obviously Rubik's is very well known amongst people but not many people know about Moyu or Gan or YJ. So this is helping them bring uh, spread knowledge about the speed cubing community and help them get interested into what's going on so they can know about uh, Gan, Moyu, YJ, and then buy their cubes and be part of the speed cubing community. It's really cool. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, obviously, there's a few things that I don't agree with Rubik's, like obviously their marketing strategies and how they always want like dominance over the uh, other brands and all the other companies. But yeah, I think they sucks. are making a, I think they are making a positive change and I would like to see more of it to the community. Cause that's what cubing's about. Exactly. We're a friendly bunch in the community, cubing community. And so I'm really want to see this work and everyone do well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's just hope it works out and hopefully the world champion, no, not the world championships, the world cup is quite successful. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be back on the other side with an interview with the one and only 
Cupids. The following message was brought to you by a major sponsor of the show, Tino Cubing. Tino Cubing is better than Tingman. 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 That was our $3 custom message. For your own custom message, advertising up to 15 seconds on our show, make sure you purchase our $3 option at Patreon. Okay, and so as we said earlier, here joining us today is a man whose head is not a cube. That's right, we're here with Cuphead. Welcome. <laughs> Yo, guys, how are you doing? Not bad, how are you? I'm pretty great, actually. It's nice for, from you guys having me. Thanks for that. No, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. No, it's really cool. I've, I've actually listened to some of your stuff, and I think you guys are doing a really good job of just this podcast stuff. I mean, you're just so new to it, and I know I don't know if I if I start listening to some of the podcasts, I just listen to the whole thing. So I think you guys are pretty talented. So it's pretty cool to join, actually. So thanks for that. Wow, thank you so much. Yeah, that's really nice coming from you. Thanks so much. All right. Yeah. So without further ado, let's get into the cubing questions. So firstly, what I'd like to ask you is, how did you actually come up with the name Cube Head? Oh, I I don't know if I actually uh, had that question before. Maybe. Someone asked that before in the Q&A, I don't know, but honestly, I thought of the the profile pic, like the, the cube as a head, before the name. Really? So, yeah, so I was actually thinking of it like as a complete thing, you know, I was thinking I want to have a good name, but I also want to make sure that, you know, the pic is something that's relatable to that, because mm. I don't know, I could just have like a profile pic of myself or something like that, I think... Are there people that do that? I think Cumi and Coded does that. Dingman right now does it as well, just show their faces. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of wanted to have it to be clear that it was about that it was about cubing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought the, the cube as a hat, I don't think actually TNL cubing kind of does that, but it's like less obvious that Yeah, it's a bit more subtle kind of thing. Yeah, but uh, anyways, I didn't even know him back then. Like, really? I wasn't that much into, like, following all the, the cubing YouTubers and stuff like that. Mm. But, you know, I just thought of the, the logo and I was, like, finding some names that match that profile pic, you know? And I was, I, I thought about a lot of stuff. I, like, I don't know, like, Cuber head and all that sort of things. But mm. I, I think Cupad sounded good. So I just went with that knowing that i could always change it later on but i think it's i think it's a pretty good name i don't know what you guys think of it it's a great name okay. yeah yeah it's, cool. it's really good it's really clean yeah it's, uh, it's quite unique as well that's when i made my channel that's what i wanted was something that was unique and that would stand out and cubehead is a really good name when someone says cubehead there's no confusion there yeah it's like a lot of people have like uh cubing in their mm. name. I don't know if there's a lot with just cube. I haven't really thought about that. Just something with no, cube. A lot, of people, a lot of people just use like their initials, right? And then yeah. Like, you can literally but, just type up any two letters and then Cuba or whatever and you'll find like 12 different channels yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it works pretty well, the name. So it's a really, yeah, it's a really good name. Thanks. So, thanks. So how and why did you start YouTube? What inspired you to start uh, YouTube and particularly cubing on YouTube? So um, I've been cubing for like, I think since I was 17. So I was, I was pretty old. 
Mm. And about that time, I had to think about what I was going to study. Obviously, I think everyone needs to do that at that age, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I've actually done, I, I think I never said that before, but I actually started doing, I don't know how the school system is in, uh, you guys are from Australia, right? Yeah. So I don't know how it is like there, but we just choose uh, the profession we actually want to do and then just study that. I know yeah. in, uh, in, in America, you have like the majors and minors and stuff like I don't know yeah. how it works yeah. there. But... It, it works pretty similar here, like with uh, Europe and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So um, I started doing medicine. So mm -hmm. to become a doctor, basically. Wow. And yeah. And after I think like half a year, I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. And then I switched to civil engineering. Yeah. And I... I I did not really connect with that either. So basically what I did was I applied for a scholarship uh, from Apple and I mm -hmm. got that. So I went to Italy and studied there for a year. Oh, nice. And although that, yeah, although that, so I, I basically learned how to develop apps, you know? It's yeah, kind right. of a long story, but we'll, we'll get to the yeah. point. We'll get to the point. Yeah, so yeah. Wow, amazing. I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing that. And the thing was, I never really had the chance to have like, my personal creative output because basically what i do right now with developing apps is uh designing them so yeah. there's like some creative output you know like i have my own uh like if i had a design in my mind and i basically mold it on the screen you know until it becomes an app basically yeah that's like the simplified way of doing that but i never had like a personal creative outlet let's say mm. and that's something i really wanted to do and since I've been cubing for, by then it was about like four years, um, it was pretty clear that something like starting a cubing channel would have, would give me a lot of, would, it would give me a lot of possibilities because you, you share some of your personality. I would also have to learn a lot of stuff because I, I was completely new to, uh, filming stuff like editing videos i've never done it before so i thought it would partially be be a great challenge but also have like mm. a way for me to not focus on studying but actually just creating something with not Definitely. knowing what will happen if that yeah. makes sense yeah 100 you really do need something outside of like school like you can't just keep like studying you need something like to give you like a, your mind a bit of a rest or just have some fun like it gets hard so yeah, you know, yeah it's really important yeah that was kind of the thing so i i studied all those things but they never gave me the freedom to really do like your own thing if that makes sense yeah yeah and and starting that that youtube channel would be something completely new because that would be like the first time that I really make stuff how I want to make it, not like how they want you to make it, if that makes sense. Yeah. The same, the same thing with, if, with, creating, with creating apps. Like if, if, if a company wants you to build an app, they mm. say, okay, we want this and this, and you can give your, your own input, but eventually you will make what they want you to make, if that makes sense. Yeah. So unless you make, unless you make like your own app, like completely your own app, then that's just your own piece. And for like YouTube is that for me. It's like just my own, uh, yeah, my own creative outlet, let's say. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's how it started. That's how it started at least. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's really cool. Yeah.
that's really cool as well. And also um, with the cubing YouTube, so like obviously you develop apps and stuff. So were you ever considering making like a tech channel? Um, not, not really, actually. The thing with uh, tech channels is that there's just already, like there's so many already. And I think it will be exactly. really difficult to stand out in creative fields like that. Because you, exactly. like, you, have, you have such a big vari variety of like tech channels already. And I think yeah. also, also knowing that if you want to stand out on tech channel, you, you'll need to have like uh, some of the newest tech and it costs a lot of money. So I think it would be really, really difficult like without money yeah, definitely. to actually yeah. Yeah. grow a tech channel. I think that would be extremely, extremely difficult. The nice thing about the cubing like starting a cubing channel as well is that you have this very close community and I don't think mm, we actually yeah. know yet. I don't think we actually know yet how big it is. Cause for example, if you, if you no. watch Jay Burns channel, like he's gaining, he's, he's still gaining like almost a thousand subs a day and he's like at over yeah. 400,000 right now. So it's like, it's kind of a guess, like who knows how, how big it is, you know? But what I do know is yeah. that the cubing community is like very close. So, for example, like I have, I don't know actually how many subscribers I have right now. A bit over 15,000, I think. No, I think you're around 18,000. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, that's cool. So, uh, <laughs> like, I don't think there's many channels with that amount of subscribers that have such engagement, let's say. Um, oh, yes, definitely not. Yes, there's definitely there's yeah. like yeah. So, yeah. so many people commenting and so many people actually. Um, messaging me on instagram and stuff like that and i think that's like that's like really beautiful because like when you browse through youtube and you see like some videos and you think like oh that guy must have like a lot of subscribers and he actually has like let's say my my amount of subscribers usually you don't see that many comments mm -hmm. and stuff like that so i think that's the beautiful thing about the keeping community yeah, no. that although we're not huge there's a lot of engagement and a lot of yeah, I, I kind of feel like we're all friends, if that makes sense. Oh, I definitely agree. Yeah. Uh, some things I have to say about that is definitely I'm so shocked about how engaged the community is. Like some people, they get about a thousand views, but some of them get like 400 comments. These are cubers. They get like 400 comments per video. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. Some of the engagement is crazy. It's one of it's what makes cubing quite good as well is that everyone's sort of friends with each other without even knowing that they ever existed and stuff. That's what I find really cool about cubing. Yeah, it kind of makes sense because you have like this hobby that not a lot of people even know about. And if you can share that mm -hmm. with someone, it's like kind of a unique feeling, you know? Yeah, yeah that's great. Honestly, like aside from actually going to competitions and stuff, I've only met one guy who was into cubing on a, on a bus mm -hmm. trip, like at random, like the rest of that, I never met someone who was actually into cubing, like at random. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So there's not that many people, but I would say because the world is so big, you know, it still add, adds up to a pretty big community. And even it also probably depends on like which country you're from. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in Australia, speed cubing is quite big. And I mean, there at competitions there is quite large participation rates and stuff but i mean the same i think i've gone out and i've only seen someone else who 
cubes like maybe once or twice before like at a cafe or something and that's about it is there's not many yeah. people this it seems like a lot but there's not really many people exactly. yeah i think that's i think that's like the the beautiful thing that the internet is you know yeah i think right now right now you can make a passion out of anything and, and build a community around that but just because the internet allows us to have access to everyone around the world you know so if you can just yeah like if you if you can just unite all the cubers in one place that's definitely possible and that that would never be possible without internet obviously so i think no. yeah so i think we're kind of i i actually i i don't even know if like the, the cubing community right now if it's growing or not i i have no idea whatsoever but I believe it definitely is growing online, but not so much in terms of competitions. I don't think it has grown much since like 2018, but it's, oh, it's ridiculous how it's growing online. Uh, one thing I was so shocked, even JPerm, like I looked and two weeks later after a video was uploaded, he gained something like 1.7 million views. Like how are there 1.7 million cubers out there anyway? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, especially if you're, if you're going to compare channels, I think that's the most ridiculous thing about JPerm, not just his amount of subscribers, but he gets like 200,000 200, daily views. 200,000. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, even if, you, even if you, sometimes if you look on, on YouTube and find like channels with like millions of subscribers, I'm not kidding. They have the same amount of views sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, mm. so that just shows like how close the community is, like how devoted even like, I think they like if most cubers like really get it like are really passionate about the hobby and if if they they're willing to spend a lot of time just yeah you know watching videos and stuff like that yeah it's cubing's one of those things where if you do it then you do put a lot of time into that and you do really do it a lot and enjoy it and stuff I th yeah I think I think it's more of like a side effect because yeah cubing is more i'm going to call it addictive right now but that's like it's kind it's kind of is like a negative world but word but you get yeah. kind of you get drawn into the whole world and suddenly this this whole new world opens for you and you start to learn new things and it's just so i don't know it's just so fulfilling to just get to know everything if that makes sense oh, be yeah. part of of that world yeah that yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's very difficult to explain. <laughs> and yeah. even uh, for someone like you, Cubehead, like you would post maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks, depending. Not the most consistent, but still consistent. And you'd still get a very engaged audience on every video. Like that will be they'll always be waiting for your videos, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, talking about consistency. Like I haven't uploaded right now in like three weeks, but. So I, I would say like I'm not very consistent, but I definitely am planning to like work on that. Because as I as I said before, like the channel started as a creative outlet, but right now mm. I feel like I really want to. I kind of want to take it to the next level, and you know I'm kind of thinking about like like putting more of my time in right now because it's it has been so difficult for me because i i still work also work yeah. on, on the app stuff on the site so mm. then to have youtube 
that's also kind of like the reasons why, like one of the reasons why I didn't upload for like three weeks right now. Also went off Instagram just to quickly um, kind of reset my mind around like why I want to make YouTube videos because I started to get so many comments. Like even even if I don't upload for a week, I get so many comments saying like, oh, you should upload more or, or oh, when when's the next video coming, you know? And you kind yeah, of exactly. feel you kind of feel that um, obligation towards them to yeah. make videos. Yeah. And I felt it real I felt it really bad because um, a while ago it was like I think it was like three weeks ago, probably two weeks ago maybe. It was like extremely hot here in Bel- like extreme probably normal temperature in australia but it was like uh, 30 <laughs> was like the thing is it was like 36 degrees inside of my apartment so it was wow. i was yeah. i was basically dying because i didn't have like any air conditioning and my laptop my laptop couldn't handle it as well so i was i don't know if you guys remember it i was planning to do a live stream yeah yep. but my computer wouldn't allow it and then i started to make a video my computer com- completely crashed so And the thing is, the thing is, I felt, I felt bad about that, not because I couldn't finish the video, but because I had to let some people down and probably the most, most people wouldn't even care about, not, not care about that, that much. But since it's starting to grow till like to a considerate amount, like let's say like if if a few thousand people feel like, oh, too bad, QPad didn't upload, you know, Mm. it feels really bad for me. And so I kind of kind of had to yeah and then after that like a week after that i accidentally even deleted the video like it was yeah. super stupid yeah. it was it was a oh, it was the stupidest thing i but yeah that happened and then i was like okay you know what i kind of want to reset my motivations here like why i'm doing this because i don't actually owe anyone a video i kind of really want to enjoy doing it because if i had to force make another video i wouldn't i would not enjoy it so that's basically like this short break where i'm like you know let's yeah. not do it to just satisfy them but to enjoy it yourself if that makes sense yeah 100 percent. uh if you mind may i just say something about that even like cubing encoded uh he's he's been posting daily maybe for like what four months and i could definitely tell that he was sort of like experiencing some sort of burnout like this man's up at like 4 a.m in the morning editing his videos like it's insane i don't understand how someone could do that it's insane i really respect his like work ethic but like i think he definitely burnt out and there was a lot of controversies that happened midway through the end of his like reaching a 100,000. like even like some like did you hear what stanley chapel was saying about cubing code and stuff like that yeah 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 i've i've seen that video yeah yeah and Sorry. I just think, yeah. yeah, I think the burnout, I think there's definitely burnout. And I think, I think you definitely need to like evenly space out your uploads and just like, take it easy. Don't like pressure yourself. And I think cubing encoded, he really worked hard for his hundred K. So now he can just have a, a bit of a break. Cause I think he definitely needs it. Yeah, actually, I actually talked with cubing encoded about that. I think he's been doing YouTube for how long right now? Like five years, five years. something yeah. like that. Yeah. And as you said before, like he worked really hard last few months and he was looking forward to that 100,000 subscribers so badly. And I think for him right now, it's, it was more about accomplishing that 
than enjoying it. I think he enjoys the accomplishment more than actually making the videos, which is totally fine. Mm. I think like it depends on, on, on what you want to do. And and he said us as well before, like, okay, I'm looking forward to, you know, reaching that goal and taking a break, which he totally deserves. I mean, he worked his ass off. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And it has paid off. I mean, like his growth has been immense. Oh, but yeah. Then I, but then again, like, I don't know if it's actually worth like torturing yourself like that kind of because like daily upload seems especially if you have to edit your own videos and do everything yourself yep like for me that would never be possible because obviously cubing encoded has like different kind of videos than mine mm. yep I, I i would never ever be able to do daily uploads not not with the kind of videos i make at least yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you spend a lot more time like in your videos. Like they're more like not movies, but like they're more like high produ- higher production quality in terms of like script and like the sort of background behind the story. Like there's a really good storyline behind your videos and I can tell they spend like you probably spend like a good week in total maybe like just across the week just editing it and just you know what I mean? Like your your videos are just they they just like Tingman's also both of your videos are very like You've put a lot of effort into planning them, and that's what like separates you guys. I think it, it it obviously depends. Like I have sometimes I have those kind of videos where I'm just like, um, let's say for example the huge unboxing I did. Mm. That was more like okay, you know what? I have all these cubes. <laughs> let's just unbox them. You know, film it, yeah. and we'll see what happens. You know. Yeah. But then again, for example, if you compare that to uh, the the PLL video I made like uh, I don't know if you've seen that with where I share like all the algorithms and the the yeah. PDF sheet I made mm-hmm. just just creating that PDF cost me like I don't know like twenty hours of work maybe really? something yeah. like that oh my gosh yeah. that's I mean I mean and you cannot you cannot do that in a day you know so no uh, uh, so yeah like it would it, it is for me, it's more about like, okay, I, 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 I have this idea and this is how I want to do it. And if it takes a lot of time, then I will, you know, take more time to make that video. If it doesn't take a lot of time, then I'll, you know, do it quickly. For example, the, um, uh, where I reacted to the Cubers, the Speed Cubers documentary. Yeah. That's, that's, that's probably like the only video in a long, very long time that I just made in one day yep because i was because i was like okay this is a new documentary um if i if i just post it in two weeks no one's going to care about it that much anymore so i was like okay let's get this done quickly i know i had a busy week ahead of me so i I just came home from work i I watched the documentary and i just you know made that video non-stop until it was like i don't know it was like probably like 3 a.m or something like that yeah. But I kind of enjoy that. Like, if you, if you do that once in a while, I think it's it's pretty enjoyable to just be done with it and be like, damn, yeah, I really yeah, worked hard. And I, I think it paid off, you know? Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, just when you, it's just when you have to do that a lot of time that it gets really tiresome, you know? Yeah, I 100% agree. And even, like, the cube head versus cubing and code, that match, did that really... How long did that video take to make? Because that was quite an entertaining video. Yeah. Um... The thing was, the thing was that that video was actually quite easy to make. Yeah. Usually, that's like kind of 
how I do stuff. Usually, I just I I I, rare, I very rarely script my videos or anything like that. Yeah. So I'm pre. I would say I'm pretty good at just enjoying myself on camera, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, the oh, sorry. Yeah, you go. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you go. Yeah, it's fine. So with the cubing encoded video, it was basically like, okay, so we're going to do this. All right. Okay. Let's call them and then we'll do it. And I was like, okay, fine. So basically we did not prepare anything for that. It was like, it was yeah. kind of funny. Like even half an hour before the, the race, we're like, okay, wait, oh, we're actually going to do this. Like, I don't know. We're just both yep. open CS timer, I guess, screen record. I was like, okay, yeah, but how are we going to do the mic? So basically we're just planning out the whole thing on the go, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. There's something but, I have but to tell you, actually. Uh, yeah. My brother, like, I'm not sure if you do, but do you get added to a lot of, like, Instagram group chats? Yeah. 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 My blood, my brother gets, in, in, like, added to, like, tons of them. And someone mentioned that uh, their friend uh, made a couple of fake, like, Cubehead, Cubian encoded like, bot accounts and commented on that Tingman video. That's why QB uh, encoded didn't actually like know. Um, he didn't actually know that he was like challenged you, so they actually created like a fake challenge. Apparently, that's what I read. Oh, yeah, I think that's so. interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, saying, the thing is, yeah. I, yeah, I was kind of thinking about that as well because um, other people were also commenting that probably because of the fake channel, other yeah. people started to post the same thing. I, I was, I just remember like. Um, I think I had like a, a break at work and I was, it was just premiering the videos. I was, I opened it and I saw a bunch of uh, mentions there. So I was just scrolling through it and it was all, it was like Cubian encoded versus Cubit everywhere. And then I saw yeah, that yeah. uh, Cubian encoded was there as well. So I was like, okay, let's, yeah. let's just do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And then Cubian encoded said, wait, no, I didn't on the actual video. That was so funny. But I think yeah. it was actually quite a good video because like, even though it was made from two fake accounts, obviously. Um, but the video was still like pretty good, like and it was really good for the Cuban community. I I, I kind of guess so. Like when I when I was editing the video, I was like, this works really, really well, because we had a lot of funny things happening, but also like we were matched very evenly, to be honest. I would oh, yeah. I would say that I I was I was maybe a bit too casual in the race. I was like not very serious because I was like basically my mindset in the beginning was like okay this this will be easy because my global average is about a second faster as QB encoded. Yeah. But, but like we were doing that and I was like oh this is going to be very close especially at the end. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I was, I was I was very surprised about like how it ended out because obviously that's like the ideal ending you know <laughs> ending at the 1919 and then yeah. having the final one and, and that was like totally not yeah. not scripted or anything because it you know we weren't like we did not have the plan to just be like oh make sure that it gets close you know it was 100% just I think it was kind of lucky that it turned out that way I also had like two DNFs <laughs> yeah. that, that battle so that, that kind of helped us getting there as well but it worked out so well like the end result was really good i was very happy with it, it the was most really, difficult about yeah the most difficult really thing great video yeah thanks the most difficult thing about that video was um we had both our footages then we had the screen recordings i made sure to uh get rid of the background of the times and stuff like that and 
my computer <laughs> it was so it was so hard for my computer to actually handle the footage it was just so many things happening it was like it was probably like an hour in total but the i think the file of in final cut was like a 150 gigabytes so wow it was really yeah. troubling but yeah. you know the end result was there so i'm fine yeah. I, i'm i'm really happy that that video I actually think that was actually amazing and the whole world wants to know, will there be a Tino cubing versus cube head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will happen. De let's go. Definitely. Let's go. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, awesome. I, I don't know when yet. I know that right now he is faster than me. So the thing is, if, if, I, if I really want to practice for that, I think I, I, think I will beat him. If I if I really spend some time practicing for it, it is, it is just been kind of busy, and hopefully coming next weeks I'll have to work less, so I can spend more time working on on YouTube and actually practicing more. Mm -hmm. If I if I just have like, it will I think it would be a good idea as well to actually have some sort of more vlog type video where I uh, talk about the progress. If I really focus on practicing cubing because I haven't done that in, in a while. I think my average is kind of the same as previous year. But if I really focus on improving for two weeks, I think our averages averages will be pretty similar. Unless yeah. TNL, TNL cubing is like practicing eight, eight hours a day now. And <laughs> <laughs> Doing the Tamon. Excuse me? Doing the Tamon. You know Tamon from Poland? He oh, practices yeah, team, literally team, yeah, all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Max Park as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you heard it, uh, Tino Cubing. If you're listening to this podcast, we'll see how you respond. Yeah, better start practicing. All right, we've yeah, gone... better start practicing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We've gone so off topic of our questions. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I think it's better that we've just had this conversation. It's way more natural and just such a great uh, episode, don't you think, Mitch? Yeah, it's like uh, Cubing philosophy or something. We've I gone think really we're actually... deep here. Yeah, definitely. I think we'll actually just finish up on a couple more questions because we don't have much time. So, Mitch, do you want to just get into those questions? Yeah, sure. So, tell us more about your Road to World Record series. So, how did you start that and what inspired you to make it, I guess? So, um, I used to just practice 3 by 3 and sometimes one-handed, and I was very bad at four by four but you know i i did it sometimes you know so i was like i just want to have like more events and basically i was pretty good at turning fast and i kind of enjoyed learning algorithms so i was like i think two by two will fit me really well so i was just like you know i want to have more personality in my videos that's kind of my thing from the beginning so yeah. i was like you know let's let's just you know start this series and just talk <laughs> about my progress and stuff like that and then basically when I started doing that was like just find a way to make it as enjoyable as possible mm -hmm. while not forcing it, if that makes sense. Like if something happened, I would make more fun of it, but I would not, you know, force it, if that makes sense. And yeah. basically people really seem to really enjoy it. Like have, not having like a very static, like, oh, so these are my times this week I did this, but more of like, some sort of storytelling in, in between yeah and people really enjoyed it it was just that like when because you probably noticed that my last road to world record has been some time ago yeah it was just like when when, when times are when it was starting to get like really uh 
chaotic my time time schedule and just work and stuff like that that i kind of had to force again to to actually find some time to practice two by two and i wasn't really enjoying it as well so yeah. i was like let's, let's just you know stop for now before i actually ruin the series so i might actually start doing it again soon and i have more time but as, as i said before i the the most important thing with my for myself, at least that's that's not like a channel. It's more like a personal thing. Is that I want to enjoy making these videos. Like I, I never want to make a video that I'm have that that I have to force. And back then, when I people, so many people were asking, like, "Oh, bring Road to World Records back," and I was just like, "I can't yeah. do that," but I wouldn't enjoy it. So it's better mm -hmm. to just wait, wait, and see what's ha see what happens, and actually spend my time on making other videos. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's so uh, interesting. They're quite uh, fun videos to watch, and they're quite interesting and stuff. I definitely prefer watching like that rather than somebody's, as you said, where they said, oh, this week I did this, and this is the times I got, and yeah. The it's, actually really, it's, it's actually really enjoyable for me right now to re-watch them, because it was, I don't know, it's like, I don't know what the first Road to World Record was, probably around my fifth video or something like that. It's like really enjoyable to see how I was using my, my phone back then and how I actually yeah. just, I think like even, even though the channel is just a year old, I think so many, like so much has changed. It's kind of fun to just <laughs> rewatch some of them. Yeah. Yeah. And probably the best videos on phone I've ever seen, to be honest. Your lighting must have been pretty good um the the most i think the most important thing about having like filming good quality is just having great lighting exactly but great the thing lighting, is i didn't have good audio. yeah i didn't have yeah yeah audio audio and lighting exactly i used like the the cheapest road mic but i just used some effects on it and i think it sounds really really well i'm, I'm still using that one Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I also have the Rode Video Micro. Um, what effects do you use? Because I'd love to know. I'll, I'll, I'll send you... I, I watched the video like way before. It was just this random dude, but he explained it so well. And I just basically copied what he did and the, the results yeah. were amazing. But I, I can send it to you if you want to. Thanks so much. So basically, the, the lighting was so good because I was facing a window. Because I didn't have any lights back then. Yeah, right. And and actually, that's the best light you can get, just like natural lights from a yeah, big window. Yeah, natural lighting. Yeah. For example, I right now with my setup, I don't have a window in front of me, so I actually invested in in a good light, and I think mm -hmm. that really pays off because I had these cheap yeah. lights, and then I switched to a new light, and I think the quality has gone up so much just because of the light. So. Oh yeah, the I'm really, lighting. I'm really. Yeah, yeah I'm really glad that I bought that. You can sort of tell if you look back at your videos a couple of months ago and then your videos now, you can definitely tell the difference in the lighting and it may plays a huge part and makes a massive difference in the huge. entire video production and quality. I just yeah, exactly yeah. like exactly like you say, like if you if you want to start a YouTube channel and you obviously want to have decent quality, I think it's really difficult to nail the overall quality because you will have to spend a lot of focus on everything. But I would say the basics are, as you said, good audio, good lighting, and the rest of it is just good storytelling and making sure that your videos aren't not too long because that's something I kind of <laughs> have to do, deal with as well because I'm not that good at keeping my videos concise. But 
like if you can nail those four things basically that's like i think that's like the fundamentals of striving on youtube or at least beginning on youtube and yeah yeah, yeah definitely and i think uh with your equipment uh i think you use like a wide angle lens am i correct like a wider i i still use like the stock lens i i kind of want to oh. invest into a new, a new lens but oh man everything is so expensive you know <laughs> yeah, exactly so, especially with the sony <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sony. Yeah, I basically I spent like all my. I was like, okay, just I just want to have a new camera. Camera. Let's just spend all my money on a camera. But actually, the the stock lens is really good because it goes from um, fifteen till. Yeah, I, I never use like the the higher <laughs> the higher millimeter. So I just I think I shoot at like fifteen mil. I think, but it's like a cropped lens. It's like a cropped uh, yep. sensor. So it's like. Point one point six, so that equates it's like about twenty mil. Yeah, about something like that. So twenty four ish. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, um, I can't, yeah. Oh, sorry. You yeah. go. I kind of want to have like more of that blurred background effect soon because I think that looks pretty cool. But then again, you have to spend a lot of money on a good lens and. I'll I'll just wait a bit with that, but it, uh, eventually you uh, you will see me with a new lens, probably somewhere around coming months or something like that. I don't know yet. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely think so. And I think even the the kit lens that you use, it's really sharp. Like I would rather have your video than like a really like blurry background, but it's like not like as sharp. Like your video is just really like clean and really sharp, which really looks really nice actually. Yeah, but then again, like if you if you watch my stock footage like without any edits it looks completely different than after i color grade everything and yep apply some effects on it it's like it's like completely different I, I basically i don't have any idea like how i do it i just play with everything until i think okay this looks good and try to not overdo it because that's so easy to start color grading and overdoing everything i just yeah, I don't know i just play with it and i think i the, what kind of bothers me is probably every video i make looks a bit different yeah i don't know if that i don't know if, if that's a bad thing maybe it's actually a positive thing because it's never the same but yeah yeah basically I, j I just start playing with it until it looks good in my opinion and then i because sometimes when i look at the footage i made i'm like oh this is horrible and i start doing like applying all these effects and color gradings until i'm like okay i guess this works <laughs> and i just <laughs> go with that so yeah, yeah I think like color grading makes a big difference as well. Yeah. 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 Even if I'm shooting like a flat profile or like even like you'd probably use log footage to edit, uh, just like color grading, it makes a massive difference. Like you just really see the results. Yeah. I, by the way, I don't, I don't use log. I know really? my camera supports like S log two and S log three, but mm. I don't, I don't, I think it's, I think it's too difficult for me, at least like having like the stock as log, because you can change those things. I think I lose, use something like Cine 2 stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I was just, I, I actually, I don't know that much of it. I was just, <laughs> I'm you... just kind of playing with everything. You know? Yeah. Have you tried using like the Sony HLG, which is like, it's pretty much high dynamic range. You don't need to do much tweaking in post. No, I haven't. I'm, I'm, I might actually experiment with that. To be honest, I don't know. I don't know that much of all the camera stuff. But yeah, yeah. That's, some, I think that's something. I, yeah, that's something I actually want to do. The, the coming months is when I have more time and have to like need to work less. Is actually really uh, 
go deep into like the videography world and actually um, knowing more about that because usually my end results are pretty decent but i feel like i still have to learn so much and I, actually i think that's a positive thing knowing that i could still improve more if that makes sense yeah, uh, so I think what HLG does is I think it's log footage, but then it's like sort of color graded in the actual like Sony camera, and it, it's quite effective. So definitely have a look. I'll definitely do that. Thanks. Yeah, uh, but yeah, maybe if you try like creating like a preset for like your color grading, but obviously your color grading it looks really good. Like your videos, I can't fool them. Like they're they're very good. Yeah, the thing with like creating a preset or like a lot. My my lighting is always going to be different, so the same LUT will not always work on different footage, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So that's why I don't have, like, presets. Maybe, I usually I use, like, kind of the same LUT, but, like, with uh, different intensity, and then start from that from there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like maybe because obviously now I think you've accumulated over like 1 million views on your YouTube channel. You definitely be, would be getting a little bit of AdSense money. Have you been putting some of that in back into like the channel and stuff? Honestly, right now, I haven't made a single dollar from doing YouTube. And the reason for, for that is because, you know, the Belgian stuff is kind of ridiculous. You have to start a business in order to create like uh, earning money and really it's a lot of work Bas basically it's still saving up so i basically i have not spent a single <laughs> amount on, of that but i don't i don't think i, I will uh, spend that directly onto into investing in more stuff i i think right now at least i i'm kind of satisfied <laughs> with, with what i have yeah and i really want i really want to just focus on using what i have right now yeah and, and and seeing what what's actually possible for like like money wise like maybe someday to actually you know you know maybe even earn a living from that or anything yeah. like that it's not even close to that but just kind of at least i know it it, it would be possible yeah and i think yeah. that i think just knowing that gives a lot of uh, motivation to actually see where the limit is mm. yeah and, and and i have i haven't really done that like i've never focused on growth that much like you you probably noticed that in my uh absence of consistency and uploading but i think if, if i start really focusing more on uh having a broader audience and creating a bigger channel that who knows what will happen you know who knows i think mm. that's kind yeah, of exciting that's amazing. And um, I was going to say, oh, yeah, so you've I've seen ads all over your videos, so you haven't really got much money out of that. That's really sad, actually. Like, have you no, looked into, like, the channel memberships or anything? Because I think the Tino's thing is, that. The thing is, I have I have generated some money. The thing is, I think AdSense, like the, just like the, the average uh, revenue you get from ads on your YouTube videos, in cubing tutorials are not that great. Really? I would say, yeah, it's not that great. I would say you keep like a dollar, a thousand views. I would probably something like that. I, I, to be honest, I have never really focused on that, but let's say something like that. But the thing is, you also have to pay pay taxes on that amount. So 
it's really it's like not, 50 cents, like 0.5 of a dollar. It, it's crazy in Belgium. I don't, I don't even want, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but then again, um, like having a commission from the cubicle is, is awesome. I think just having the commission is equates about the same as the 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 ad revenue you get so basically oh, yeah. the thing is, like if, if you want to if you want to earn money from doing youtube i have not focused on that a lot but i kind of have the fundamental knowledge i think the thing you need to focus on most is having a lot of uh, revenue streams like not just focusing on on the ads but also on the commission you get maybe releasing some merchandise who knows i might do soon <laughs> Ooh. and yeah, basically, for example, like you say, like having the membership as TNL cubing has, things like that help. I, I just think that my channel is not ready for that because I'm not that consistent on it. I just want to make sure that if I do something like that, that I want to be available to people. You want to be able to like commit to it. You want to be able to put your full commitment to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like I said before, like I'm my goal right now is not to grow my channel and to earn money from it. I just want to make sure that I enjoy what I do. And if I, if I have the feeling like, okay, the channel is ready, I think it will be way more satisfying to do stuff like that then than actually force doing it too yeah. early right now. Like it would, for example, if I would just after not uploading for three weeks and then be like, Oh guys, you now can become a member. Just pay me. That kind of sounds like, okay, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. hundred so, percent yeah, agree. If, if I can be more consistent, I actually feel like I'm giving you guys a lot of value, then mm. I might do stuff like that. Like, I don't, I don't even know. And actually, I, I don't really know if, what, like, if people really benefit a lot from... I have to dig deeper into that. I, I don't know much about memberships and stuff like that. Even not, like, Patreon and stuff like that. I think I, for example, I cannot do a Patreon because... You know, for example, Jperm's biggest thing with Jperm is uh, with with Patreon is that he gives solve critiques. You know, yeah, yeah. like that's like the biggest reason that most people would like um, pay him from for his Patreon. The thing is, I I I don't think that I'm the right person to do that. So that's something that I probably not do. So I kind of I kind of have to look into like how I can add value for the for the people before I actually start doing stuff like that. Because I, I don't want I don't want to just ask for people. I, I really need to give something back before I 100%. feel good, yeah. good about asking money, if that makes sense. So I'll probably see what I can offer. And that's probably something, again, in a few months you might see from me that I either have a membership or a Patreon. I don't, I don't really know about that yet. Yeah, but yeah. Like well, the thing is, the, the the most important thing is really to have multiple revenue streams. If you if you kind of want to have a decent amount of money from doing cubing stuff, I would say. Yeah. Well, if you are considering doing a Patreon, let me just tell you that we charge about one dollar per like shout out, and basically after all the taxes and after Patreon's cut, we get about fifty percent of the actual one dollar. So we get about half. Yeah, I think it's it's you can kind of. That's that's actually a, a sad thing. Is like Patreon, yep. you would kind of think that that's like sort of donating. Yeah. Mm. And like even like that, you even have to give like half of the money from donations. I think it's yeah. kind of sad. But then again, like people often complain about paying taxes, but 
you know, it's still, they still make it possible for you. So, yeah, like with, without the whole system, none of this would be possible. So I think it's like if you give something back, it's totally fine. Yeah. It's just like the mind, the mind, yeah. the mindset of I generated so much money and I have to give half of it away. I think just that way of thinking is kind of toxic, you know? Yeah, definitely. It, it, yeah. So I think you have to just switch, like shift your mindset into like, it is possible, you know? Yeah. Then I watched this. Well, I oh, sorry, yeah. You go. You go. I was just like, it is possible to earn money from doing something like creating videos on YouTube, which is just a, insane thing on its own like 10 years ago that would not be possible you know yeah oh yeah definitely and then, I again, watched this, then again yeah sorry i watched this awesome video last night uh from colin and samir uh and they they is titled we bought cardi b's only fans but it's really just about uh creators because i'm a quite a huge fan of these guys they actually make really good content uh they basically reviewed a bunch of different channel memberships and like different things through Patreon, YouTube community, YouTube memberships, uh, OnlyFans, different stuff like that. And it's really, really good. If you're actually interested in that, it's a really good thing to look at. And they said that channel memberships are becoming so big, like in the last 10 years, like before then it wasn't even heard of, but now subscriptions are just dominating. Oh, you can send that video to me. I would be interested to actually... Watch oh, it's it. amazing. Yeah, it's just they go through lots of different YouTubes like Marquez Brownlee, PewDiePie, Logan Paul, a couple others, and they just rate them. And eventually, I think they said Logan Paul's was the best overall experience because he had so many more things to offer to give back. When, like, someone like they even said MKBHD, you know, Marquez Brownlee, they said his was actually the worst because there wasn't much to actually offer. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's exactly like that. But then again, like, they're ways of monetizing their channels are totally different like logan paul's monetization technique is exactly that you know exactly like drawing people into his maverick world of (laughs) we're so awesome you know it's like if you if you you can give them the feeling that you're one of like part of that i think like people are willing to spend more like are more likely to spend money on that than Having oh, some yeah. very minor perks, like Marcus Brownlee, like he, he doesn't put him. He, he, I like, I've seen a lot of his video, and I like he doesn't put a lot of emphasis on that at all. Like, oh none, yeah, even. Mm. he just, you know, he was like, yeah. why not, you know? He's still earning a million dollars a year, so I don't really think he worries about that. I think he puts more effort into his videos. And he said something like 50% of his earnings is from YouTube ad revenue. And then he said he has another like 30% from like dbrand and like actual like uh, like channel membership stuff. And then he said the 20% is just channel memberships and uh, merchandise. So yeah, he focuses on more like brand endorsements, I think. So he, so he said he said that himself that he earned a million a year? Oh, uh, that's how much they've calculated like through like uh, all the predictions. And even they did like a tax report or something. I've looked into it a bit, but... Yeah, they say he earns around a million dollars a year, which is insane. Yeah, it's really difficult to actually know because you you don't know like the brand deals and stuff. I think it's I think it would be more. Yeah, really. Like, yeah. Like the amount of you, I. But then again, I like who am I? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Right. But he he still pays like uh, a whole team, and he has he hires, and he has to buy in like technology to review. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true because he, he he buys a lot of the technology himself. 
Yeah, the, the the thing about Marcus Brownlee, what I think is so cool is that you have the feeling that it is just him, whilst yeah. there is a lot of people, including into the whole. He's like Marcus Brownlee has very similar like team to like Linus Tech Tips, but Linus Tech Tips team is like totally involved with like every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. But then and, again, if you if you comp- if you compare that to, for example, PewDiePie. Yep. I think his team is relatively small compared to like how big his audience is. Like, I think he would be surprised of that because he he doesn't yeah. put a lot of emphasis in the whole production. He just wants to be himself. I think. Oh yeah, hundred percent. PewDiePie is like the funniest guy, and uh, we actually purchased his like uh, what's it called? His actual membership, and he goes hard on that. Like he posts like daily on his like channel membership thing, and he oh, donates. Really? Yeah, he, he donates everything. Yeah, he donates. He donates everything. But they he's said he earns. Yeah, I know he's so good, and he earns like something like thirty-five million dollars a year. But he gives a lot back, which is really important. Mm. I think the thing with the thing with PewDiePie that I think is, um, what where I look most up, like the reason I look most up to him is because he's such a good role model to like, especially the younger audience. It's not about like having all this money and flexing with what you have, but actually being down to earth that PewDiePie okay. is so good at. Like he he yep. he doesn't like he hasn't changed that much. Like if you if you even see like how he started out, even when having millions of subscribers, he was just it looked like he only had like ten thousand, but just like the way the way he is actually draws so many people into Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. But I think a couple of years ago, he wasn't as family friendly. Like he did swear a lot more in his videos, but he's really like become a lot better, like for the kids. And now he's just, he's getting like 6 million views per video. And I saw in his previous video, he said something like, um, the most expensive thing I've bought, uh, is my car, which is $60,000. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a lot into like the, the minimalist stuff. Yeah. And, but actually Poor I think game. a lot of people, I think a lot of people could actually learn from that. It's like if you really if you really want to like achieve happiness, it's not all about like achieving stuff and buying stuff and like even comparing yourself to other people, but more to like being happy with what you are doing right now rather than comparing like what you did a few years ago that you regret or anything like that. It's, I think it's I think it's more about like doing the best you can in the moment is much more enjoyable than like Definitely. regretting what you did or being happy with what you did and actually flexing with what you bought because of what you did, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. And even uh, Milan, if you maybe in 20 years time, uh, you look back and you said, I changed a few kids' lives, I made them happy. And then you'll, you'll be happy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's something I sometimes forget is like, Sometimes I like okay, so why am I even spending so much time creating videos? But then again, like if I see the comments I get, and actually when people text me, like what it means to them, like just how much they enjoy that, it feels good. Just knowing that I have not, I maybe I'm I'm not doing anything too significant, but making people happy, like making kids happy or making anyone happy, that's 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 really enjoyable. Actually. I mean, even if you have like a hundred people hate on you, but if you have one person that you've changed their lives or you made their day, then it's all worth it. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, I would love to to talk about hate, but I think we're kind of running out of time. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I think it's really good to finish on this note. I think we've had a really good uh, interview, and I think you've opened up really nicely. I think it's yeah. good to stop on this. What do you think? Yeah, sounds yeah. good. I'm totally fine with whatever you guys want to do. So definitely, this is going to be a really important episode for people. So I just want to say, on behalf of Parody Podcast, thank you so much, Cubehead, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we've really enjoyed this interview. Uh, it's been so much fun. Thank you so much. It was very enjoyable. Like, I don't know, it kind of felt like I was just talking to friends. So I hope people will feel that way as well. It was it was super casual and I enjoyed it a lot. So thanks for that yeah. as well. Thanks yeah. so Thank much so again. Much. All, right, All right, ciao guys. See ya. See ya. Okay, right. thanks so much for coming on Cubehead. That was so much fun. We... Generally, really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, thanks. You're such a cool guy. That was such a fun interview. Yeah, so much fun. Thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate the time you took out of your day. Yeah. Okay, let's get on to everyone's second favorite part of the show behind the interview. True or false? Uh, I'm pretty sure all of you guys know by now me and Yana doing a competition uh, this is the second to last month, so this is the last time Jan is answering the questions. We're both tying on seven questions each, so he's got to really perform uh, this month to do well, I guess. And then the pressure's on to me the next month. So let's just get straight into it, shall we? Yeah, let's go. Okie dokie. True or false? The 6x6 Oceanic Record single is 1 minute, 22 seconds, and 28 milliseconds. Alright, I'm going to have to say uh, that is false. Uh, correct. Uh, the Oceanic Record is a minute and 18.28 sec- milliseconds. Yeah, I thought you were a little bit too specific. <laughs> Next question. Gibby Encoded hit 100,000 subscribers on the 23rd of this month. All right, let me think. I don't think so. I honestly think I remember checking the live sub count. I reckon it was around the 22nd. So I'm not going to say false for that one. Oh, it is actually true. He did hit it on the 23rd of August. Damn. Okay, next question. The most participated event in the WCA is 3x3, with 142,438 people participating in the event. I'm going to have to say that's true. That is true. Good job. Second to last question. The person with the most participated comps has participated in 245 different WCA comps. Oh, I know that's around about it. But I'm going to have to say false for that one. Oh, that's also correct. Oh, my gosh. Well done. It's 243. So that's three correct, one incorrect. All right, so you're going to need to get this one to really be able to threaten my position next month. Last question. True or false? Max Park first participated in a WCA competition in 2012. Um, false. That one is actually true. Ah. Uh, I'm sorry. Three out of five. So that means three out of five, which gives you a total of ten over the three months that you have had a shot. So that means I'm going to need to get four or better next month to beat you. 
All right. I'm going to hope for that. Well done. You better make the questions pretty difficult. Oh, yeah. And like that, this show is over. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate every one of you listening to the show. Make sure that you guys uh, just do something good for the Cuban community. I don't know what that might be, whether it is buying our Patreon. Hmm. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, just have a good month. And we'll see you guys again next month with another really awesome guest. Uh, I think you guys will really enjoy it. See you guys again soon. Thanks so much, everyone, for watching again. Uh, if you guys are on Apple, make sure you give us a five-star review. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we really appreciate the support this month. Thanks, guys. This episode of the Parody Podcast is brought to you by dailypuzzles.com.au. For all your cubing needs at super low prices with fantastic service, if I do say so myself, Make sure you guys go shop at dailypuzzles.com.au and use discount code PARITY for a super awesome 10% off your entire order. That's P-A-R-I-T-Y for 10% off your order. Hi, my name is Jack Kai. Hi, my name is Kieran Behan. Hi, I'm Kevin Lee from Cuban Coded and you're listening to the Parody Podcast. Parody Podcast. Parody Podcast. The Parody Podcast. You're listening to the Parody Podcast, brought to you by your hosts, Mitch Creighton and Jan McGinley.